Hey, Hardies, I'm Casey. And I'm Cammy. Welcome to the Hardies Hotline, your connection to Hope Valley. We want to give a shout out to our friends at Edify Films, where you can get fabulous When Calls the Heart merchandise, like my hat. And you can also get a fun When Calls the Heart game from our friends at the Bundle Game. Be sure to use discount code Hardy's Hotline for 10% off. We've got a fabulous episode for you today full of laughter, tears, and heart. So take a walk with us to Hope Valley and let's dive in. Hardy's, welcome to the Hardy's Hotline Season 2 premiere episode. Yay! Pop the confetti! (laughs) We are so excited to come back. It has been a bit of a roller coaster ride with our Season 1, and now we are back with Season 2, and boy, are we back with a bang! Yes, we are. (laughs) And we just want to clarify here, this is the podcast season two in which we will be discussing season eight but Kimmy, we had to kick off this new season in a really unique and special way and we couldn't just do it with anybody or anything we had to make it we had to make it impactful right yes Mm. Mm -hmm. who could possibly make a huge impact on our season two premiere i don't know somebody mm. probably very dynamic yeah dynamic is good mm-hmm. um way over the top always helps especially in podcasting yeah. right yeah yeah uh, unless you're mm. unless you're practicing your calligraphy and you want to make sure you have the correct nib on that pen no that's true too yeah and, uh, you know, or, you know, maybe somebody wants to take a trip to LA and so they, they need to pack <gasps> some sunglasses with really, yeah, I was going to say with really cool sunglasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shall we bring this person on? <gasps> I think we shall. Okay. <laughs> Let's bring her on the line. <laughs> Hi, Pascal. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. We're just, we're tickled red. Yes. (laughs) I told Kimmy, I was like, I am not going to like so overly gush because I just love you and your performances and everything. I mean, you've made my year. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. This is is marvelous. You are the first uh, main character cast member that we have had. So Mm -hmm. it's a... Big well, I'm show. excited to be the first. Yes. <clears throat> so uh, let's start off with how are you? It's been a crazy year. It's been a crazy beginning of the year. And how have you been doing? How have you been coping? You know, I've been doing all right. Uh, I uh, think initially the change of pace was actually really beneficial for me and my family. It was nice to kind of just hunker down and and uh, just connect. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then, you know, uh, I'm up in Canada and so things are a bit different here in terms of, um, like rules and guidelines and stuff. So, uh, I 
got really into homeschooling my kids for April, May, and June. Mm -hmm. And then in September, uh, schools reopened here. And so my kids went back to school and uh, knock on wood, there's been (laughs) zero incidents at their school. But the parents and teachers and and children have done a really good job of following all the guidelines. And, Mm -hmm. uh, And so it's been pretty seamless for them being back at school. And I think the normalcy of school has done really good things for them they're really happy to have that outlet for their minds but also socially to see their Mm -hmm. friends because uh it's not a lot of that happening at our house like there's none of it happening at our house (laughs) (laughs) there's none of it happening at our house so um yeah so it's it's so that's been good and then of course we went back filming season eight of when calls the heart starting in july and Mm -hmm. so that um that's again sort of added to the normalcy of life because you know I've been doing that now for the last seven years so it felt very and we were always meant to go back in July so it didn't actually affect uh like the pandemic didn't really affect our Mm -hmm. filming schedule at all we had wrapped before Christmas and then the pandemic hit in March and we were always supposed to be on our hiatus at that time when the whole film industry shut down and we were always meant to return in July so Um, And July, it was safer. Films were starting to film again and productions were starting up. So we, and then we, again, luckily, knock on wood, we went through the whole season with no incidents with our entire cast Mm -hmm. and crew. So I think, I think the cast and crew, having seen what that was like when the entire industry was shut down, took the severity of safety measures to heart they did not want to they no one was taking it for granted they knew what it looked like when there was no work because of the pandemic and they didn't want that to happen again so everybody was really strict about following protocols um Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it went along seamlessly and uh we were the timing was perfect yeah the timing was perfect (laughs) so we filmed from july right up until december again Mm -hmm. and uh yeah it was smooth sailing and so yeah and we're all ready to air the season eight uh come february 21st i guess yes yeah we are very aware of that date (laughs) (laughs) we're not counting down or anything no no But yeah, I think we can all kind of, um, because Cami and I are also both moms and we have Mm -hmm. children of the same age. So we can definitely identify with taking a step back and being able to be with family during a really hard time and just soak Mm -hmm. in those moments because my girls are three and five. And so we're like busy, busy, busy. And then all of a sudden everything shut down. But those moments when they're small, I mean... They're not you don't get them forever. Back. You don't get them back. And once they're gone, they're gone, like those moments. And so I think that that was a really positive thing. I've mm-hmm. always been a huge advocate for um, not overscheduling your kids. And yeah. I think that that was a big lesson for a lot of parents yeah. uh, when everything just shut down. They went, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'm off the hamster wheel. Our family is off the hamster wheel. And it feels so good to not be <laughs> scheduled, to mm-hmm. have time to, kids have time to just play and imagine and be creative. And also families to just have time and space to be mm-hmm. together without it yeah. being a structured, organized activity, carpooling to this activity, this activity, this activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, the question of the day, did you finish all your puzzles? 
<laughs> we we <laughs> <I> remember. <did. laughs> oh, you did. And then you know what? At Christmas, I think because I put it out there, we got inundated with so many gifts of puzzles. <laughs> so I've now been on a new mission with all these new puzzles. I've just finished actually two puzzles over the weekend. <laughs> so funny. Because it kind of died out when I was working, I wasn't doing as much puzzling. I oh, would but, think so, uh, yeah. Now, after the, during the holidays and then now when it's quieter, I've, I've got back into these puzzles and, uh, and my husband begrudgingly, he got in, back into them with me. I don't know if he really loves it as much, but he sees me get so into it that he's like, oh, right, fine. I might as well join you. And so, uh, yeah, so we've had, we've been doing quite a bit of puzzling lately. <laughs> did any, did anybody send you a when calls the heart puzzle? Cause they just came I, out with edify. No, no one. Has no, not yet. The heart. I would like it though. How many pieces is it? I think oh. both of them are a thousand. Oh yeah, memory, so that's a good one. Serves. A thousand yeah. is a good challenge. A thousand yeah. is a good challenge. Although I recently on the weekend just did a 500 piecer, which I thought was going to be a breeze. And it was so hard because it was really like fine, uh, gradual changes uh, in color. Oh. And so oh, that's not very, nice. Very hard. <laughs> and having to sort all of those pieces I and know, then making sure lot. they're all right. It took me longer than I thought a 500 piece puzzle should take. Right. It's fun. <laughs> So oh, fun. goodness. All right. Well, let's dive into this career of yours. You've done a range of genres of TV, Arctic Air, Sanctuary, Once Upon a Time, Hallmark movies, and you've been all over the map. Uh, one of my personal favorites is the pilot of Psych. I thought you were fabulous in that one. <laughs> <laughs> every once in a while, that has quite a fan base because every once in a while I get, even though the show has been done for so long and I was yeah. in the pilot, so like so many years ago, but every once in a while I get people, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so excited. I just put it together. You're in the pilot of Psych. So that, that, big fans that's, what, that's what happened to me. I mm -hmm. watched Once Upon a Time and Psych not knowing who you were and then I got really into when calls the heart and then I yeah. went back and I went oh my gosh it's Pascal <laughs> there I am yeah that was me with once upon a time because I was looking at IMDb <laughs> just because I like seeing actors in different things so I'm not you know you know with blinders on, on a character, <laughs> on a character. Yeah. I was like wait I've seen that episode. She was on there. <laughs> so I went back well, to watch I also it. Had the, the you had wig a, on, a wig, like, right? The, yeah. The red haired wig. And, mm -hmm, and it was right. a different period with like the costumes and stuff. Yes. Yeah. So I, I think a lot of people, unless they see the mm -hmm. credit or whatever, they don't always yeah. put it together that that was me. And very right. not like Rosemary at all. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say is your favorite? Hallmark project, not including When Calls the Heart, and what is your favorite non-Hallmark project that you've done? Okay, uh, <laughs> I just have to think about that. So not including yeah, When sure. Calls the Heart. Well, because um, of course it's gonna be When Calls. Well, the Heart. <laughs> I mean it is. When Calls the Heart is so so dear to me because it's right. just so long so long we've been working together and right. Uh, it's it really, it's so much more than just a show now in my life. Um, mm -hmm. So definitely that goes down as one of my all-time favorite projects, obviously, and it's continuing right. on. But uh, I mean, I love anything I work with Kevin on, basically. Yeah, I mean, Kevin's really, he's, he's truly one of my best friends. And so yeah. 
you just don't get that very often where you get to work so closely with one, one of your best friends doing your dream yeah. job with your best friend. Mm -hmm. And so we just have such a good time working together and it shows. Um, yeah. And we love it. We love it. And, and I'm glad, I'm glad people can pick up on that because, um, that's a that's the true highlight for me uh, is mm -hmm. getting to work with him and we keep things fresh for each other on camera but we also make each other laugh constantly off camera and so the whole <laughs> experience just ends up being a joy like we have have a great time and are laughing top to bottom right <laughs> <laughs> and then as so far as not on on hallmark um mm -hmm. i'd say i have kind of two favorites i really okay. really loved working on arctic air that was a mm -hmm. a really big challenge for me Mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot of physicality to it. We were filming, we would go up north, uh, northern, northern Canada to Yellowknife uh, oh. once, once a month, uh, roughly, and film for like a week. And so the seasons there are so extreme, like the summer <laughs> is is very, very hot, but also there's so many bugs to contend with. And oh. then we were up there also in the dead, dead, dead of winter where it was minus 40 and all the film equipment is freezing and you would, cool. like I remember one day we were filming um and it was freeze so 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 cold and they had a warm-up tent for you to go into but in the warm-up tent our water bottles the water in our water bottles was still frozen that was in the warm-up tent it was still literally freezing oh, in the warm-up no. tent wow and it was just uh such an interesting challenge in terms of what I was putting my body through. Uh, and it's, that's just a fun, interesting experience. I got to jump out of a helicopter and mm -hmm. rappel down the side of a mountain. Like for real, I was doing that stuff. And oh, wow. uh, <laughs> I also, yeah, it was, so it was really exciting. And I really, really loved um, that character. She was this strong, independent mm -hmm. um, woman who was trying to run this airline, but also had this vulnerability. So I really loved that character. And then I also really loved, there was a TV show called Intelligence that I worked on for a season. And uh, the character was just so complicated and complex. And uh, it just got more and more so when I originally went on, I think the character was only supposed to appear in two episodes. And then they just kept on writing more and more for the character. And it was just so interesting to see. It was a very unique experience. The creator of the show, Chris Haddock, he would write every episode, but he was also there on set every day. So I actually don't know when he slept because he must've been writing all night. And then he was on set with us all day. And oh, wow. he would, he was always watching the monitor, like really closely watching the monitor, watching what you were doing. And then he would go back to the scripts that he was working on and he would allow what you were doing, what you were bringing to the character to inform then how he was writing the character in future episodes. And it just was this really interesting kind of symbiotic fluid relationship, mm -hmm. um, uh -huh. not, just for, not just for me, for all the actors and all the characters on the show and him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've never experienced, I've never experienced that ever since. And it was just so interesting to see it organically come to life. Wow. That yes. is amazing. Yeah, it was and really that, fun. that's really cool. And that seems to be quite a trend for you. A character's only supposed to come on for know, one or two episodes, and close the heart. Then they stay. Then they, <laughs> I, was only, I was only booked initially for those last two episodes in season one, and oh and then I and then I read. I booked them, and I hadn't read 
all of them. Like they normally, when you audition for a part, they just send you bits and pieces. They don't send you the whole script. Right. So yeah. I the part and I read the script and it ends with Rosemary saying, Oh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm sticking around. And I remember I phoned my agent and I said, um, I don't know. It's kind of looking like I'm sticking around on this show. And at the time I was actually still on Arctic air. Mm -hmm. And so uh -huh. I wasn't actually available to stick around on when calls the heart, but I don't know if you've read this or seen this in other interviews, but the, our, the, our producer, our executive producer is a, is a man named Brad Cravoy mm -hmm. and he, yeah. he phoned me. So Arctic air got canceled and literally, literally the next day, Brad called me and he said, so I'm just checking your availability for When Calls the Heart. We'd like you to come back um, as a series regular on the show, but we need to know if you're available. I know you have this other show. And I was like, well, your timing couldn't be be better. My show was canceled yesterday. <laughs> oh my, I knew that that had been the way it happened. I didn't know it was the that next close. day. Back. Yeah, it was wow. really close. Like it was, it, was, it was a crazy thing to have unfold that way because- mm -hmm you know, you have that heartbreak. And then I didn't right. even really have time to feel it of going, my show was canceled because immediately this came along and, right. and I thought, Oh, wow. Okay. This is exciting. I didn't really know anything about the show at that point. I think the first season was just starting to air. Mm -hmm. And so uh -huh. I just, and it hadn't really like, I mean, I don't know what, what season did you guys become aware of the show? So I was, it was 2015. I had just had my daughter okay. <laughs> and so they had season one and two on Netflix and I right. binged it. And then I was like, there's a Chris, there's a new year's movie. What? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> so that's when I watched live. Yes. <laughs> I started, I, I started seeing promos for it when they were starting to advertise for season three. Mm -hmm. and uh and I was pregnant it was 2016 I was pregnant with my third it was my first yeah. son well so I think that that we, both of your stories kind of learning or getting into the show around season two or three mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. pretty common and so when I was uh, like kind of signing on to the show it hadn't really gained like gained its momentum yet. And so I really didn't know, okay, like this is a fun show. I had a good time for those two episodes. I don't really know where this is going. And then we had that first, have either of you been to the Hardy's family reunion? Not yet. No, not yet. Oh, and we didn't have one this year, of course. Yeah. <laughs> one, day. <laughs> one day. One day. One day. One day. We will make it there. One day. <laughs> but the, we had that first Hardy's reunion it, during season three, while we were filming season three, and then and right. so many people mm -hmm. came, and I remember going, oh, oh, like <laughs> something special is happening right here. Like, but right. but season one mm -hmm. and two had aired already, and it wasn't uh -huh. until I was in that that I went, oh, okay, something's happening. Like this is something special is happening. This show is uh -huh. really mm -hmm. got a following, and this show means a lot to a lot of people. And then it's just grown exponentially. I mean, that's right. really an anomaly. Yeah. A lot of shows kind of get a big audience out of the gate in season one or maybe season two, and then they start to go down. Mm -hmm. And our show literally has just gained momentum every single year, every single yeah. year, our numbers are, are bigger than the next year. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I just think that speaks to the show we're making. Mm -hmm. And also then the community that the show offers our fans, people really, really connect with each other. Yeah. And that's been really, that's, that's really special. 
Yeah. Casey and I met because of the show. Yeah. So. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, how did you, how did you two connect then? Like you two out of all the Hardys out there, how did you two connect? So we connected on another podcast, um, the Hallmarkies podcast, and we were doing um, Signed, Still, Delivered recaps. Oh, so uh, we do Deliver Me a podcast. So that's kind of how we connected. Yeah. Um, But I'd seen Cammie on, you know, Twitter for, you know, all the Hardys are tweeting (laughs) during this season and everything. So I knew of her, but this is how we really got to know each other is doing this um, podcast. Oh, great. And we, we just we love Wayne Calls the Heart. And we we're like, yep. let's just start from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, we recapped uh, season seven together on mm-hmm. the Hallmarkies podcast. And then we said, you know what? No one's ever done it from the very beginning. We love this show. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. So, <laughs> and, have, and have people been into listening to it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we're very excited to cover season eight, but... Before it we get to be something, there. <laughs> yes. right? Whoa, we gotta back up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Rosemary goes through quite a character journey in mm-hmm. all of those years, and she really surprised me the most. I mean, from watching her, I mean, obviously she was the other woman, and then she was very, very big personality, and then and we all like, were so frustrated. <laughs> I know. I know. Go away. Jack's not yours anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like this, all of a sudden it clicked for me. I think it was the end of season two, the New Year's Wish movie. when I was like, I actually like really love this character. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What was the hardest part about crafting a character that changes from very unlikable to very loved? I mean, I, I would say that's more of a testament to the writers that they were willing to allow this character to evolve and not be pegged as just one thing. Um, and so I would, I would give credit mostly to them of that they took the character that was pretty unliked initially and quite riled people up I think in a good way quite honestly like I think it's I think it's good for fans to feel passionate and 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 care about their main characters I think that's a good thing Hope Valley needed shaken up anyways yeah exactly exactly but that they they saw potential for this character to grow and that there was a place for her matured evolved self to still be in the fabric of the show and mm-hmm. and that they've gone on that journey through the seven years i i wouldn't say there's been a single season where rosemary has stayed stagnant Mm-mm. she's continued to evolve and change and grow and that's really more of a testament to the writers and i take what they give me and see on the page and try and breathe as much life into it as possible i think a lot clicked when uh, Lee's character was introduced into the show. I think (laughs) Rosemary's place in the show kind of solidified her purpose kind of solidified there. Uh, and, and that really propelled her forward more than any other incident up until that point of going, uh, I don't want to be on this journey by myself. I don't want to be solely ambitious to the detriment of everything else that's bringing meaning to my life. And it was that moment where Lee, she turns down the movie. She's right there on the, on the 
the steps of the church right behind you. (laughs) So she's, (laughs) so she's, she's there and she's made the decision, but she's sitting there pretty glum thinking now what basically now what Mm -hmm. I, I, I know that's not the right decision, but what is the right decision? What am I supposed to do now? And then Lee comes up, comes forward. And I think it just, it, it, it clarifies for her Mm -hmm. that, uh, he brings so much purpose and meaning to her life and not that her life, I mean, come on, it's Rosemary. Her life's never going to revolve around a man, but (laughs) it did give her a new focus and new direction in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I beg to differ. There's a little man that Rosemary's life revolves a whole lot around currently. Well, little Jack. True. (laughs) Little Jack. She loves little Jack so much. And I love those scenes with those twins. I just think, Uh, you know, a lot of people find working with children, especially little, little children, challenging. I, I don't know if it's because I'm a mom and I'm around little kids, but I love it. I just think Aww. it's so unpredictable mm-hmm. and what they give you is always so fresh and in the moment that I, I just love it. The, the yeah. surprise element is so much fun for me. Yeah. I love the story that you guys told of um, the the twins and the horse at Christmas or his birthday. Yes, and it was just birthday. Wouldn't... Well, his birthday and Christmas. Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> And he wouldn't laugh or he hated the horse or something. It was. He was not into the horse. And then, of course, as soon as we turned the coverage on to the adults, then suddenly he loved the horse. <laughs> of course. So we were like, quick, quick, move the cameras, move the cameras. We've got to get this. And we got a, I mean, that scene cut together beautifully. Sometimes when you're done filming the scene, you truly are thinking, I don't even know what we've got. I hope the editor can work some magic with this (laughs) because I don't even know what we accomplished in that scene, but they always manage to cut it together and it looks great. And and the kids are so cute and and, uh, just luminescent on the screen. (laughs) Okay. Big question here because you've got seven years worth of stuff to go through. (laughs) What is your favorite Rosemary moment? Oh, well, I don't have just one. Of course, I don't have just one, but I I, I figured, (laughs) but I mean, one of my favorite, favorite days filming was, and it's in season three Mm -hmm. and it's the scene where Lee has hurt his leg and they aren't married yet. They're still kind of courting and Rosemary comes blazing in and and is and he's like oh it's not a big deal and she's horrified oh my gosh and then uh and then she's fussing and then Faith turns up because she's the nurse and she's Mm -hmm. gonna tend to it and Rosemary's kind of competing with her subtly of like oh you're doing that well I'm gonna do that and then I got into this thing of trying to feed Kevin this soup which was not scripted but I got so into it (laughs) and I did it I think I did it once where I kept on shoving the soup in his mouth and and he initially Kevin initially thought this is kind of annoying like what (laughs) we didn't know each other that well at that point right he's thinking this is kind of annoying and then I just kept persisting with it though and then he went Oh, this is actually really funny. And and he jumped on board. And that that is really a testament to the two of us where we're always walking that line between comedy and annoying each other. <laughs> okay. While we're on the topic, I got to know and maybe you're keeping it secret on purpose, but 
the ladies' choice dance when you walked past him and then came back, was that scripted? It was, it was not scripted. It was yeah. not. Scripted. <laughs> it was, I, thought, I thought that that would be funny. And so, unfortunately, the camera operators and everything went with it. But yeah, no, it was real. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad they kept it. Yeah, and it's a great gift. It's a great, yeah, great moment. gift. And it's, it's a great <laughs> gift, too. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that was the funniest. I laughed so hard at that moment. And then all of the talk, all of the talk on Twitter. Was that real or was that scripted? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm betting anything. It wasn't scripted. So yeah. It wasn't scripted. And that's always the great thing about working with Kevin is he will always take those unscripted moments that I throw his way and he just rolls with it. Whereas a lot of actors, I shouldn't say a lot of actors, some actors kind of get flustered of like, Oh, wait a second. That's not mm. scripted. Like that's not how the scene's supposed to go. And he just always rolls with it, which is great. Oh, good man. Good man. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Lee, um, we know his family now that we've gone through season seven. We've met his sister and we know his backstory. Yeah. Um, will we ever get to meet or know about Rosemary's backstory? You know, I have always thought that that would be really exciting. Uh, I've mm -hmm. always thought it would be really fun to have Rosemary's mom, who we know it was like a little footnote, I think, in season two or maybe even season one, where they said that she, her mom was a performer as well. And mm -hmm. I always thought it would be really funny to have Rosemary's mom and have like everybody always thinks Rosemary's larger than life. It would be fun to have Rosemary's mom come and Rosemary looks like the dullest person <laughs> in the town next to her mom because her mom is so large like larger than life I've always thought that that would be really funny but thus far it hasn't happened but I've always thought that that would be funny who would play Rosemary's mom I don't know that honestly we've had many me and Aaron have had many discussions about this of who, oh <laughs> who could well sometimes we have that of like Aaron and I'll be like oh if we were gonna do some like stunt casting of some big celebrity or something on the show who would play it I don't know anyways we've come <laughs> up with many different ideas I don't know though I don't know who would be the best option but somebody who could really you know actually this is an idea that I had that I thought would be really fun because uh I've heard she actually is a really big fan of the show is Reba McIntyre yes <laughs> I thought she would be great as Rosemary's mom oh and she would be larger than life oh she's sure sure. larger than life <laughs> She's got that voice and I just thought it would be really fun. And she actually really likes the show. I'm putting it out there. Who knows? Reba, if you're listening to this. <laughs> we will tag her so she makes sure she hears it. <laughs> when we talked to Brian Birdcammy, I think we threw out Reba. As uh, yeah, a, we did. Somebody <laughs> brings a whole valley. We did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, when, we when we interviewed Brian Bird, we said, you know, Reba would be a really good person to bring as a guest started to hope she would be she would be really fun and that would be a really fun episode to see that dynamic who knows who knows yeah. what will happen yeah so rosemary's father um he was a mountie that's how he was a mountie uh, and that's really all we know is that he was a mountie and his her mom was a performer and uh was he killed in the line of duty like Jack's I, father, I feel or? like there i feel like there was I've always kind of thought that that was the case that her, okay. her father was killed in the line of duty, but I don't know that. I don't know that that's ever been directly said on the show. I, I don't know. You know, it may, hasn't maybe, been, so. maybe as a side note, I don't know, but I've always thought that. 
Yeah. Hmm. That's what I always thought too, but mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I know. I don't think that, I don't think it's actually ever been mentioned, but hmm. <laughs> it, it hasn't. I can promise you that. Okay, great. great. Yeah. <laughs> so we had a couple of questions about realization moments. Because there, we feel that there are a lot of moments when the light bulb goes on for Rosemary, mm-hmm. and so uh, one of the one of the things that we wanted to know, and you can uh, you can answer these as yourself or in character for Rosemary. When did Rosemary realize that she was a part of Hope Valley and not another woman? You kind of already answered this on the steps of mm-hmm. when Lee proposed, but was that when she, when she felt like she was a part of Hope Valley or just that she had found the place that she was supposed to be? What, what do you think? I think at that moment, the moment on the steps, I think that gave her um, a, f- a focus in life that mm-hmm. was not as self-centered, but I don't know if that was the moment where she really felt that she was part of the fabric of the the community and the importance of that in her life. Mm -hmm. I would say that that moment came later. And I would say probably the moment when we see that highlighted the most is actually in it's either the her wedding episode or the episode right before it where there's that flood and there's Mm -hmm. and there's all that going on and she ends up giving up her entire like feast of the wedding donating it to people who don't have food and are are hungry and then she she gives up the fabric for the bridal dresses for for (laughs) for bandages and Uh I think that's when she you see that happen of going Mm, these people, this community means more to me than, than my own personal goals or aspirations. And I think that was a turning point for her, that episode or those two episodes when that happens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So what about when did Rosemary realize that she was in love with Lee? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Cause it was, it was, a slow, it was a slow flirtation for a while. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think what really tipped her over the edge was Molly Sullivan. Really, <laughs> like, yes. I think she kind of thought, oh, this is this, this cute guy who I basically have in my back pocket if I want. And then it mm-hmm. wasn't until she thought that she might've lost him mm-hmm. that then she went, oh, wait a second. I actually care about him quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the moment where she, realized that he was more important to her than just a little flirtation mm-hmm. right yeah and that word dear readers is <laughs> scoundrel <laughs> you know what the funny thing about that scene where the, it's the only time i have ever come on all the years of when calls the heart that i have been so frustrated that I have been almost on the verge of tears. That typewriter was so ornery. It was so hard. And I have a lot to say, like I'm trying to Mm -hmm. say a lot of dialogue, but also work these keys. And it's a real vintage typewriter. Oh, and it it kept on malfunctioning and I couldn't get the lines out. And I was like brimming with tears. I was like, I don't know if this is going to ever work. Anyway, I just was like, well, Rosemary's supposed to be really frustrated. So I'm just going to put all of that into this scene. 
Bless Anyways, your heart we, and it we, worked. Yes. We've used that typewriter very little since that moment because that was so difficult. <laughs> that's a fun that's a fun little fact i mean (laughs) playing out i mean now we know maybe it was not that fun for me (laughs) i i don't know it it, it's either that or the flute (laughs) oh yes (laughs) so what other realization moments um when did rosemary's view on children change because there's a sudden like spark that happens it's never a thing she calls them sticky yeah (laughs) do you know what is in those diapers yeah exactly and I I think I think um I think it was I that one I actually don't think was a like an epiphany kind of moment Mm -hmm. I think it was a slow gradual development for Mm -hmm. her um, over the course of what was it, I guess, season six, mm-hmm. where she realizes that it's not happening and she's frustrated and confused and and obviously deeply sad by that. And I think that sadness almost takes her by surprise. It was something she wanted and she didn't even realize she would wanted it. And and that's the moment. And I think also what brought it like grossly into light was the birth of baby Jack and Mm -hmm. seeing what a bright light he was in her life and how much she wanted that for herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking, continuing on this, the topic of child uh-huh. <laughs> so we know that no 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 this big one this is my big one hashtag no spoilers but last time you talked to Deidre Behar um you and Kevin had said that you think that your character should have a family it's just a matter of how you get the family whether it's adoption or Rosemary becoming pregnant um have you come to a consensus and an agreement on how the Coulters will be expanding their family? You don't have to say how, but yeah, we don't do you agree now? Do you and Kevin agree? <laughs> what I will say is Kevin and I have always been pretty much on the same page. We've always been on the same page that we feel like we feel like that that is where their journey is leading. What I will say is I don't know if everyone else they're like we're not the ones writing our storyline right. we're not the ones who are in charge of our storyline and so what I will say is I don't know if everyone else I don't know if there's a consensus of it's still uh, it's still a little bit up in the air I would say of what or how or if it's mm-hmm. it's happening and so uh that's I guess all I will say on that okay. so that I don't give anything away <laughs> well we have pitches <laughs> <laughs> We're not sure. I've been lots of pictures myself. It's just there to be a consensus. Yeah. Yeah. I told Cammy because I mean, I have been team Coulter since they like the very beginning. I have loved, love, loved Lee and Rosemary. They're just so much fun. I love seeing their growth and all the different challenges that they're going through. They're very much a real couple, you know, Mm -hmm. you can Mm -hmm. relate to. Um, 
But I was telling Cammy, my pitch would be they should adopt in season eight. And then season nine, we can have a Christmas movie called When Calls the Heart, A Gift for Christmas. There, <laughs> you've written it. You've written it. It's great. <laughs> she's having a baby and she's trying to tell Lee in this grandiose way. And then it ends up being something very intimate and small and a gift. I thought oh, that would well. be so cool. We both of best worlds. <laughs> <laughs> so the, you're in your pitch, they adopt and they get pregnant with a baby. Yeah. And, and by yeah. that time, they baby Jack is not going to be a baby. So yeah. <laughs> that, also, babies. that also makes it a little bit more crazy and chaotic that you've got the adoption <laughs> and everything. And you're just trying to kind of get into the, get into the system with that. And then surprise <laughs> a surprise well i mean i think one thing for sure that everyone would agree on is that rosemary and lee their storylines thrive in the world of chaos i always think the more chaotic the funnier the two of them are and the way they operate and the way they approach chaos is very different and very funny and so i always like that i like them being in messy situations and seeing how they navigate it yeah we do too. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say overnight stay? <laughs> oh boy. So, so uh, I know that you and Kevin were scheduled to shoot a movie, I think in Hawaii last year. We were, we were supposed to be filming a movie in Hawaii. It was a movie that we had developed ourselves and it was supposed to film in April. And then of course mm -hmm. the whole world was turned upside down. So that got put on hold. And then when things started to open up again and it would have been logical time to go and film it was when we were going back to When Calls the Heart. And so the idea was, is that we were going to film When Calls the Heart and then do it in the new year, like 2021, which is what's happening. So we're gonna go and we're gonna film it in March. <gasps> That's so yeah. exciting. Yeah, it is. It's really exciting because this is a project we've been developing and working on for a long time now. And uh, for just various reasons, it kind of was postponed or put on the back burner. Our, our work schedules were not conducive. Like it was, there were so many things. So to finally do it and have it, get it made is really exciting for us. Mm, yeah. And he wrote, did he write this one too? No, we just developed it. And then uh, we brought on a writer to to write it mm -hmm. for uh, for us, with us. Um, but no, he didn't write it, write oh. this one. He just kind of developed the, the story and the characters with me. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. 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 Super oh, fun. Oh, that is the best news that <laughs> happened. Yay. <laughs> so we know that the best bloopers are with Kevin. Most likely. <laughs> do you have do you have any funny or fun behind the scenes stories in general that uh, maybe that maybe include other members of the cast or is there just a really knockout one that has Kevin oh, in it? That well, it seems that Aaron and I often get our scenes usually out at the row houses. So how it normally works. Um, you, you might not know how the layout of Hope Valley or the actual town works. So there's the main street. And then at the end of the main street, there's a winding road that goes over to where the church is. And there's another road that goes out of town. And 
I won't say quite far out of town, but it's a ways out of town. And that's where the row houses are. And there are actually on the show, of course, everyone thinks there's a row of row houses and there's actually only two. <laughs> there's two. <laughs> there's ours and then there's hers. <laughs> and then sometimes hers gets swapped out and repainted really quickly to be Nathan's. But that's very rare that they'll do that. But mm-hmm. so the day that there's usually we film two episodes at the same time. And uh, so out of those two episodes, we usually have at least one whole day where we're out at the row houses, which means it's most likely going to be me and Kevin and Aaron, only the three of us from the top to the bottom of the day. And those days are, they're always really fun because the three of us are really close friends, but they're always by the end of the night. I don't know. It always seems like it's Aaron and I closing out the night together and we can get very silly and loopy there by the end of the night. And there was this one night where her and I were doing this scene together and (laughs) she had to, there was a weird thing. She had to position herself in a funny way. I think it was because she had to be out of my light. It was, uh, the shot was only on my face. It was, it was like over her shoulder, but you didn't even see her shoulder onto me. And so she kind of had to be in this funny position. But there was a moment where I think (laughs) there was a moment where when we had shot the master where you can see both of us fully, I think we had held hands or she had touched my touched my arm or something. And so she wanted to (laughs) she wanted to still give me that illusion of that gesture, but she couldn't actually reach and touch me because she would block my light. And and so. Uh she just kept on doing, she kept on trying to be in the scene with me. And she would then just, at the moment, she'd just go, and her hand <laughs> just hover there. And I could not hold it together. Like she would try and look so earnest, but I knew she was just ready to crack herself. Like she was dying laughing inside. Finally, I was like, stop it. Just stop it with this hand. Don't do it, please. We're never going to get through this scene. We'll never get through. And so we ended up ditching that ridiculous hand hovering thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about season eight for a moment. Now we know everything is under lock and key regarding season eight. So we're not going to dig. We're not, we're not going to try to pull anything out of you. However, When we interviewed Brian, he did manage to squeeze out five words that he thought described season eight. So if you could describe season eight. I want to know what, can I know what his five words were? I want to know what his five words were. He he actually said a sentence. We thought that he was going to pick five adjectives, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I would have done, but let's hear. Yeah, he he said, no more cagey, just truth. Oh, just truth. Uh huh. Uh, pretty. That's pretty good. But it still feels that answer is kind of cagey. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we thought. We had to think about that for a moment. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, what would I say? Um, my five words would be mystery. The unexpected, I'm going to put that as one word, the unexpected. Okay. Uh, heartbreak. 
Oh. Heartbreak. Tension. <laughs> yeah, from what we've heard. <laughs> and, and romance. There is true romance that happens. I mean, I know we say that about every season, but there's some real, <laughs> real romance happening this season. And oh so boy. I think... I think people will be very excited about that. Hmm. Those are five really good words. Okay. Good. Really are good they words. Brian's? They're better than Brian's. Of course. <laughs> I think you actually threw a bonus word out there too. The. No, she the. said the unexpected. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 so for Rosemary, she can do it all. She can play the flute. She can sing. She can shoot. She can, you know, ride a horse. I love all it that you stuff. said play the flute as the first thing, though. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things, she can play the flute. She can play the flute <laughs> pretty darn well, I'm sure. <laughs> but what is one thing you'd like to see her attempt to do in future seasons? Something that she hasn't done. Well, I mean, uh, the obvious answer, motherhood. That's what I would love to see her attempt is motherhood. But I also really would love her to find, um, and I don't know what this is, but I'd love for her to find a real, a real uh, passion. Um, you know, she's she's never short on passion. She's going to find passion where whatever she does. Mm -hmm. But right. I don't, I have always felt personally that nothing has quite scratched that itch the same way that performing has for her. And I don't think it necessarily has to be performing, but you know, even when she was writing for writing her advice column, and even when she was uh, running the dress shop or doing many multitudes of things, I don't think it quite, it gave her the same satisfaction as she had when she was performing. And so I think I'd like to see her find something. I'd like to see her find that thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Are we going to get that theater? <laughs> Are we going to get that theater? <laughs> I don't know. What I will say, I, it doesn't happen in season eight, but okay. I'm still campaigning for it. <laughs> We need a Hope Valley musical. I mean, you know, with all the oh my goodness, people, Rosemary, I know, I know. rounding and them up so many, and everything. Honestly, there's so many wonderful singers in the cast. Like Aaron yeah. has a voice. Obviously, Jack Wagner, and then mm -hmm. uh, there's so like every like everybody, everybody, <laughs> everybody except for Kevin. Kevin's fine. He can sing fine, but he's not like a solo a singer. virtuoso right yeah <laughs> and it was funny I can't remember what episode it was but there was an episode that we were going to film this season or last season and of all the people you could pick in the cast to sing who actually are wonderful singers <laughs> our writer went to Kevin and said Kevin I'd like Lee to have a solo how are you at singing and Kevin was like no, no. You've got I can like, see him saying that. <laughs> ten other cast members who are actual legitimate singers to choose from. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so it didn't happen. <laughs> oh. oh, that would have been something to see. Yeah. <laughs> no, it would have been funny. It would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, our last segment is. 
Rosemary's rapid fire questions. Okay. <laughs> we, actually, we actually named it that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's our it's our set of kind of team beat. Uh, just the just the rapid fire go through go through an answer of sure so, and I'm, I'm answering them like rosemary or their questions about rosemary there are questions that you will um answer about the show as yourself mm-hmm. okay great yeah. <laughs> they're very easy so the first yeah. one is your favorite set location on one calls heart lee and rosemary's house all right Outside of your own character, which character would you want to play for a day? Hickam. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. (laughs) I have to say my favorite, my favorite Hickam and Rosemary is the dove. Oh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. I love that. I wish Rosemary and Rosemary and Hickam had more scenes together because the two of them, I think, are so funny. He's so eager to please. And yet and she's just so bossy with him. I just think the two of them are really funny together. So great. You put him on a diet and you find those naughty little birds. That's right. (laughs) Classic. Very classic. What modern convenience would you want to take back to 1910? A washing machine. Mm. <laughs> Moms all agree. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Would you yourself rather eat at the saloon or at the cafe? The cafe. Okay. Okay. Who in Hope Valley would you want to work for or with? So, I mean, Gowan, Lee, Dottie's dress shop, etc. Uh, Lee, I would love to work with Lee at Holter Enterprises. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, so now this is regarding your castmates. Who is most likely to play a prank? Kevin. (laughs) 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 Who is most likely to burst into random song or dance between takes? Paul Green really not so much the dance but song for sure yes okay i honestly (laughs) thought you were gonna say yourself (laughs) paul has me beat by quite a (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness okay so who is most likely to be found at craft services between takes aaron (laughs) with the cookies right with the cookies with the tea she just likes busying herself over there okay (laughs) little muncher munchies um (laughs) who is most likely to laugh or cry at an inappropriate time during filming me always me (laughs) always me (laughs) who is most likely to be the mother or father hen of the group Oh, uh, I would say probably Erin. Mm, Erin, actually, I don't know why I was even questioning it. She's the total mother hen. Oh. <laughs> All right. And then last question. If you and your castmates um, were stuck on an island, Gilligan style, what would each person be doing? And you don't have to name them all because there's like a hundred of you. A million. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just a few. I would say Erin would be trying to round everybody up to participate in something some sort of game or activity all together 
Kevin and I would probably be pretty useless and just like <laughs> sitting around like joke telling jokes. And <laughs> I would say uh, Jack Wagner might be doing some like kind of meditative laps around the island. <laughs> And let's see what would uh, Chris McNally would be trying to mix cocktails for people. Oh and, yeah, and, break open uh, the coconuts. <laughs> yeah, and uh, let's see who else pops to mind. Um, oh, Kevin McGarry, he would be foraging for snacks. He's actually another big muncher on on set. He's always oh. nibbling. Mm. So he'd probably be trying to find snacks and stuff. I don't know for everybody. For himself, definitely. <laughs> um, and uh, that's those are the ones that pop to mind. Yeah. All right. So nobody's trying to get off the island, but trying to get off. If anyone's trying to get off the island, it's probably Kevin. He cannot stay in any place for longer than like 30 minutes. And then he's like, OK, I got to get out of here. Like, where are we going? <laughs> He would he would bring me with him, but he's like, I can't stay here any longer. <laughs> <laughs> well, for Kevin's sake, I I hope he never gets stranded. <laughs> you guys can go find the driftwood and tell jokes on the way, and that's right, that's right. <laughs> you know, build that raft. Oh my goodness. Oh, Pascal, we cannot tell you what a pleasure and what a delight this has been. Thank you so, so much for coming well, on thank and you. talking with us. Thank this you for having me. I'm so honored to be the first one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the first regular that mm -hmm. we that we have. This is it's so wonderful. And we are so, so grateful for you giving of your time. And we're so glad to hear that things are going well for you. And we hope things continue to go well because let's face it, we need more of you. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And I hope you both enjoy season eight. Oh, no doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hardies. Well, you heard it here and we hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did. We hope all of you are staying safe and that you're having a wonderful time and that you are looking forward to season eight. And we'll see you next time. Bye.